Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason. This is a Jason. This is Jason. This is a. I am a Jason in the world. <laughs> You're a Jason. Yeah. Or the Jason is the question. No. The Jason is a murderer. I think if you're going to refer to anyway, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. A John in New That's Zealand. That's funny. Is, is, is that yeah. the most famous Jason? I guess it is. Who would top it? Who would top that Jason? If someone just says Jason straight up, like, I think no, you're right. Like, what do you think of when you think Jason? You know, people who don't I mean, know me, of course. If, like, if, if I was to me, re- say, well, if I was, me, yeah, duh. if I was to remove you from the equation, it is. It's the Jason. Just like when you say Freddy, like, would you say yeah. who's a f- more famous Freddy? Friday, uh, the Freddy, third? Freddy, Freddy got fingered, or Freddy Mercury. <laughs> Freddy Mercury, yeah. Who's but it's the like, most? Yeah, when that's you a tricky take one, away, if you say Freddy, when I you take away the Mercury. last name, when you take yeah. away the last name, that's that's the issue, right? It's the singular name person like so if you're just saying who's the most famous jason you'd probably say um, if you're talking about famous people jason sudeikis has got to be on the rise now because of ted lasso yeah sure Uh, he's the most famous i think of the jasons to this but if you just say if i say jason who do you think then i would think most people would probably think the serial killer well for example right if you say like jason what's the next word after saying jason X. X, serial killer, you know, <laughs> horror No, movie. Jason X. Wasn't Jason X the one in space? Jason X. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he, yeah yes, yes. Yeah, that's the one where <laughs> he's in space. Yeah. Damn. What a wild ass. Wild I would say ass the, 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 most famous, the most famous John has to be John the Baptist. Say John. Oh, man. Um a tricky one i'm, I'm just blanking on uh well, let's see because you could just start typing in what you got to do is you got to open an incognito window you just go to google.com right and then you just type in type in the name johnny depp yeah but that, that doesn't john, count john daly just john john just daly serial wow. killers john wayne gacy oh yeah that's that crazy. guy beats out john mulaney john cena <laughs> John Lennon is pretty low down this uh, list as well. No, I, no, John the Baptist to me is the most John famous. Krasinski. <laughs> John John the Baptist is not even in this list. Wow. Now, if I type John the, John the Baker, which is an Italian restaurant <laughs> in Stamford, Connecticut, then John the Baptist. These are the recommendations. But granted, it's uh, John, very much location driven as well. So if you're not near yeah, John the Baker shows in Stamford, Connecticut. Is John the Baptist is first for me. If I type in John the, are next you, is yeah. John the Ripper. I'm in incognito. Yep. The next He's is here. John the Ripper. Okay. And yeah. then John the Apostle. And then you get some, some more John the Baptist. And then you get John the Revelator. John the Evangelist. John, John the, the Ripper. John the Ripper is a password cracking software tool. Huh. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but there's no like singular, single, single word John people. Like there's nobody who's just John without a last name. No. And I'm you know? sure if you, the problem is there's a thousand different ways to spell Jonathan. That's so, true. I did J O H N. So if I type in John, J O N, J O N, then I get John Bernthal, John Ham, John Bon Jovi. That's a good one. In New Zealand, I get John Batiste. I get John Batiste. Batista. <laughs> John who? John Skeet. Who the hell's that? <laughs> he's, he's a senior software engineer at Google <laughs> working in London. Why is he the first thing that Why shows up? Why is he here? And what an unfortunate oh last name for old John Skeet. 
Oh, poor Skeet, 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 Skeet. Like, he's got uh, he's got sixty-seven thousand followers on Twitter. Oh uh, yeah, like on Twitter, he's Christian, husband, father, feminist, software engineer, author, Stack Overflow contributor. He slash oh. There you go. Good for him. All right. Well, yeah. Anyways, yeah. um, yeah. So what's One up? One of man? the Jasons is with us today on the podcast. Hey, hey, Jason. <laughs> hey, John. This is what you get. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. How you doing? You yeah. Busy. Oh God. Yeah. Busier than I've ever been in my life, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost done. All right. Well, yeah. That's good. I mean, uh, anywhere between 12 and 20 weeks left <laughs> on, this, on this journey. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, full disclosure, I don't know. We might, we might be a little hot and cold the next few weeks because I'm going to be doing some traveling mm-hmm. and then I'm, I'm going to be doing some. Yeah. So I've I've recorded down from Jersey before, so doesn't mean we can't do that when I get back. I think recording from Lithuania is going to be tough, but we'll see. I'm going to be in Lithuania next week. Uh, Not this coming week when we're recording, but the week after. So that's be exciting. Going to be giving my first talk at a development convention. So that's cool. Don't know. Very cool. Don't know how that's going to go. Never did that before. Don't know why people would want to listen to me talk, but I hope they would be honest with me afterwards and tell me. Well, that was a big waste of time, or that wasn't a big waste of time. Yeah, they you won't tell ch- you to your face, but they'll but they'll say it. Afterwards. I hope they would. I hope they would. Yeah, but they won't. Be honest won't. with me. Be real. Get some drinks with me afterwards, and let's talk about it. Also, it's only twenty minutes. Like I had a choice. Like you could talk for twenty minutes with five minutes of questions, or forty-five minutes for with ten minutes of questions. <clears throat> I was like, I'm not. I'm not going to talk for. I wouldn't want to subject people to forty-five minutes of me talking alone alone especially if you paid for it like not if you're paying to listen to me speak like i'm not the only one that yeah. people are paying for but you know you're paying to go to this convention yeah. you expect like to I've, get something I've out done of it. this i've done a chat at a convention before i think my chat was only it was timed it was 20 minutes no questions yeah. 20 minutes you oh. to get through a bunch of no you know what there were questions actually that's not fair i think it was, was it 20 minutes you? with five minutes yes yeah. it was just me it was a talk on the film rampage Oh, um, right. I, cool. I was told I talked 5% too fast. Five, that's which was very fair specific. Enough. Well, because, right, it's one of those things, right? When you're preparing for, I prepared a lot for this, right? Because this is like the big conference in my industry. And it's like, okay. Oh, was God, it a, a SIGGRAPH? Yes, it was. Cool. It's like How you're speaking like at SIGGRAPH. And you're just like, oh, God, I'm speaking at SIGGRAPH. And so yeah. you practice this. And like when you first do it, it's like 30 minutes, right? And then it's like, oh, I got to be under 20 minutes. Like, otherwise, there's like a light that goes on. Like, they try to keep it, you know, they try to keep things timed yeah. and moving. So, mm-hmm. I prepared for this thing and I was nervous. It's the first time I've been really, really nervous doing a public, like a public discussion, a public talk, because this is also like, it's not just fluff, right? Like, people really are, people in the stands in the, in the crowd are people who are in your industry. So, you can't get up there and be like, I made a movie. Cause they're like, yeah, we make movies too, but why should I care about the way you made movies over the way we made movies? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like you kind of had to know your stuff and you don't really talk about what you do. Like, you know, like you talk about it sort of in casual terms, but like really diving into the specifics, that was the terrifying part. Cause you're just like, Oh God, like, am I, you know, you get real pretty heavy imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. Is everything we do just a bunch of BS? Like, am I making stuff up or is this real? Oh no, this is what we really did or this, that, and the other. Right. Or like, is what we do, is this even worth doing a talk on? Like you kind of go through all those doubts. So I practice and practice and practice and practice. And I practice at the convention. They had like a little thing set up where you could practice. And I was like 23 minutes. Right. I'm like, okay, like that's what I can get it down to. 
when I actually did it, it's like 17, 16, 17, because you're nervous and you start to flow. And I talk fast anyways. I'd say specifically, probably for Americans, I speak at a speed that Americans are like, good, you get to the point, you can put words together. But if English is not your first language, I definitely talk too fast. It's something I've learned here living in New Zealand when you've got a lot of different people internationally that Americans generally speak too fast. Yes. But it's also very frustrating as an American to listen to other people speak and you're like, speed up. It doesn't it's annoying. Need to take you this Not long. Not only that, <laughs> it's annoying to listen to slow Americans speaking. Yes, like in the it South, like hurry the fuck up. I can listen <laughs> to a on podcast on like 2x speed and understand it, right? Like that's yeah. the speed. I, I need the information. I need you to get out to me. Like tell me what's going on. Tell me what we're doing. I need you to run. Like let's go. Like give it to me. I'm here. I'm listening. So yeah, I sped through it, and wow. the my supervisor at the time was like, "Your talk was really, really good, but you were like five percent too fast." Mm. And I was like, "And I was like, I know, because I was nervous." <laughs> yeah. And so when you're nervous, and I, I, I think I talk with my hands a little bit more than maybe I realize, sure. and I think I just I started going, and that was it, and it was just. But apparently, my talk was very good. Everyone was like, "Man, that was really awesome! Like you guys really did some cool." And I was like, "Okay, good." Someone didn't, everyone was like, yeah, yeah, it was fine. Because the people after me were like, oh, man, it was real tough to follow you because you got through a lot of information very quickly and you did it very well. So the people after me were like, mm, my, my speech wasn't as good as that. So, yeah, that that's the feedback I got. So if you're going around other people, the other people will tell you if whether or not your chat was good because they'll be like, oh, man, like it was hard to go after you. You really killed that. So, yeah, yeah I'm going uh so it's like kind of in the middle, like it's a two day thing. And I'm in the afternoon of the like the later afternoon of the first day. Yeah. OK, well, that's good. So, you get people who are interested because mine was like the last day, one of the last sessions. So yeah. you got people who are really interested. But, you know, like by then it's like, eh, I've seen a lot of these. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping it's like I could just do a panel. It's like I would just sit there and people ask me questions and I answer those. That'd be great. Then I don't have to prep. Yeah. But this one, it's like, oh, you got to make a slideshow. It's like, oh, God damn it. And then. And and I also like the imposter syndrome thing is real. Like I, I'm just like, why would somebody want to watch me talk? What is there to say? So it's like, I'm just gonna go there. I'm gonna tell you guys a story, and if you could take something from it, and it could be, and hopefully you get some uh, some learnings from it. You know, what else do I gotta say? You guys probably are. You guys, it's like a developer convention. I'm speaking as a guy who's never written a line of code in a shipped game. Like I'm a, I'm a uh, producer. So you know. There's some things to learn, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, if for really good producers, I've got my own mm-hmm. special relationship with production in general, because mm-hmm. I think I think production's what's wrong with most art, but I'm an artist, right? Sure. Because you're like, hey, well, we have to we have to stick to a schedule. And my thing is I'm making art. <laughs> yeah. Go away. The art's being made. Go away, production person who's sitting here going, but the money. I was like, yeah, go away. Yeah, I'll let you know when we're ready to talk about the money, but that doesn't work because someone's paying for it. Exactly. It's a struggle of an artist. Like one of yeah. my favorite books is Michelangelo and the Pope Ceiling, and it sums up my feeling of art in general. If you want to read a good book, I think I've talked about this on here before. I don't know, maybe. Of like the pain of being an artist. Michelangelo mm-hmm. died broke, right? He died asking his father for money. Yeah. Michelangelo. The greatest artist a, of our time. He was time. a heavy, heavy gambler. Little did you know. <laughs> Big gambler. I don't believe and, he was a heavy gambler. <laughs> and loved his meth. Loved methamphetamines. 
That's why he was broke. Stop gambling. Stop doing meth. Right. So that's that's what you blame on the artist. Of you know, mm-hmm. if you stop doing all those drugs, art man, you yeah. would have been fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like as he was as he was painting the Sistine Chapel, right? He was doing this with with a technique he's never done before. Right. He had all these people who were helping him. Right. Like it, he just didn't paint that by himself. It was like a giant production team. Like think about if we're making a movie today. Right. Movies take thousands of people to make. And, you know, building, you know, painting the Sistine Chapel was an army of people who were doing this, this new technique at the time to be able to paint what the Pope wanted because the Pope wanted a specific type of stone. The Pope wanted all of these things. And the book's really good because it goes through the, and just know that's what making a movie is like. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't look as good as the Sistine Chapel, but you know every once in a while you get a Sistine Chapel type of movie where you go man that was really hard but that was really good you know that came out really nice other times the person thinks they're making the Sistine Chapel and they don't look like the Sistine Chapel when you're done wow so yeah if you want a good book Michelangelo and the Pope ceiling it's okay. a, it's, a, it's a great it's a great book it goes through all of sort of what what was happening at the time um it's a little dry but it's by Ross King who wrote the book um, so it's a little dry, but yeah, if you're interesting in, if you're interested in sort of the creative process and how it hasn't changed in the hundreds of years since Michelangelo, you know, went through and designed that for the Pope, uh, then it's, it's worth reading. Well, that's the issue, right? Cause it's always a matter of like the, it's not like a newfound issue, the issue no. of, Hey, we're paying you for a job and we expect the job to be, and you're only working on estimates. Like you don't actually know what problems are going to come along the way, but you have to work on some sort of marker. There has to be some sort of expectation of that we're going to be done. According by to this production, point. there does. <laughs> well, no, in general, but even then it's like you would have to know, especially if you're working on like a, like a product that's going to a market, right? Or if you're working for, let's say, hypothetically speaking, a publicly traded company. It's like yeah, there's these expectations where you have to know what the schedule is. Even if, like in most cases, the the initial timeline is not driven by the like the people footing the bills, unless they actually say, "Hey, we have this much money, this much time. What can you do within this time?" But it can oh, also it, come it, the other way around yeah, and say, yeah. "Look, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing for this many dollars," and then you find out that when you're like fifty percent, seventy five percent of the way through, it's like, "Oh, we're not gonna hit that date, and we need more time, and therefore." more money i would say though that is the difference it's that struggle that's the difference between games and film though right Mm -hmm. because film as soon as that trailer comes out and they announce a date it's coming out at that date (laughs) um like i think we'll talk about it a little bit but like some of the thor stuff that's now coming out they set that date and that trailer came out that said this comes out this date marketing started that movie is coming out so even if it means at the very last day you're putting something together that that doesn't look exactly that great, it's coming out. Um, I think Stranger Things, right? They they just kind of they kind of released a bit of a secret where Netflix is releasing stuff that's half done, and because it's on their platform, they're still doing the visual effects in that movie, like now. So like huh. if you were to rewatch, if you watch Stranger Things when it first came out. They're patching their movies or patching their shows. They're patching their television shows. They're patching their content because they can just re-upload it, right? Versus when it's in a movie theater, it's normally, like at least when it used to be, right? You used to have to cut the film. It was a process. Now, I could argue, 
and maybe this is telling a little bit of the process. So if somebody's listening from what it worked, this is an old movie. But I believe we released a movie of of Avengers that was for China. That was not finished. It wasn't final. And it was sort of like China doesn't really care. Not to the level that Americans in North and you know in in European and Western countries care. Just release it. We need it. We need a version for China because this needs to get out three months before. So I think there's all sorts of. If you could find a Chinese version of release day of Endgame, I think there's some pretty ropey stuff in there that got fixed the last three months of production for the rest of the world's release. Oh my and God. it's easier to do that because it's digital. Right. Where when you're cutting film, it's a little different because once you print to that film, you can't go back and go cut another thing. Like it's a it's a harder process that real lives at a movie theater somewhere. So, yeah, like it's it's interesting that like we're getting to a point where maybe movies will start being like films where it's like, okay, this is version movies will be like games. Yeah, sorry. That's what I mean. Yeah, but it's not it's not it's still not ideal. Like you don't want to release a game that's not finished. And that's why you have to make the that call be like, well, we're going to either delay this or we're gonna i mean there's always options right but the options yeah. are like you either either cut content and polish up that content and then get out something that's not broken you can ship something broken or that's yeah. like kind of less polished but hits deadline and has the content or you delay it and you you spend more and you either depending on you know the the give and take of the relationship between whoever's funding it and whoever whoever needs the money to do the work yeah, you could potentially get more money and time into it, but it's always that struggle of money and time. Yeah. <laughs> so well, well, again, it's a, what, it's an what is it? Right? You, you get you can pick two out of three. Exactly. Yeah. It's right. The two three. It could be it's speed. Cheap. Yeah. Cheap, yeah. cheap fast or good. Yep. Pick two. Right. Pick yep. two. Exactly. Yep. So if you get something fast and good, it's not cheap. Mm-hmm. If you get something cheap and fast, it's not good. Mm-hmm. If you pick something. Good and cheap, or sorry, good and fast good is not good cheap. And fast, good and cheap, good and fast. If, you, if it's good and cheap, it's not going to look good, right? Or sorry, yeah. if it's good and cheap, then it's not going to be fast. It's going to take a long time. Sorry, I had mm-hmm. to think that in my head versus this. I yeah, know yeah, yeah, a diagram that sometimes you somebody draw, post yeah. up at least once a month on a chat somewhere, being like, "Pick two, and we all get to laugh as artists. They go, "Ha ha!" You know, you want something now, and yet you're telling me it needs to be looking like this. And I guess we're getting paid a lot of money for this, so deal with it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, yeah, but for games though, like you know, games get pushed back release dates all the time. Like right. if it's not ready for a game, and look, I would even argue there are some games that have been released too early that people go, well, then you should have waited. Like it's almost criticized if you release a game and it's real janky because people go, then why did you release it? Mm-hmm. Like why did you release it this way? You should have just waited. We would have waited. Um, what, what what's the game? Cyberpunk, right? Yep. Yeah. And there was the other game, the the space game. That apparently is really good now. Oh, uh, but it came out. No man, no like, man's sky, no man's sky. Yeah, it's yeah. like fifty thousand world procedurally generated, and it comes out, and everyone's taking screenshots and trashing how how trash it looks. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, "Well, why did you release this? You should have just waited." And then now, over time, people are like, "Hey, I picked this thing up two years later. This game's awesome. This is great," because yeah. they had chances to fix it. Where in films, we don't often get chances to fix films it's sort of you release it and you move on so yeah that's crazy i didn't know that about the uh the the thing about uh patching stranger things that's wild yeah yeah that, that came out I know they weeks did it with, cats. with people i know they did it with cats yeah. that did happen i i think this is happening more and more often where people are actually where you know studios are going back to fix their films or fix their content 
after the fact because they've got a milestone to hit because of marketing and some of these other things. And a lot of times for a company like Netflix, right, it's probably based on earnings, right? Going like, well, we got to get Stranger Things out because this is a big earnings maker for us, right? That's Our what it viewership. always, it's always, it always comes down to money in, money out. Always, so which is why that's, that's being an artist that for money, being an artist for money is tough. It's probably the toughest thing when it's like a lot of people love art for a hobby and they love to do it because it's, you know, it's a release for them. It's how they express themselves. And as soon as you start making money for it, it's like any other business. <laughs> and it's yeah. and you, so you, you explain that to artists of like, hey, man, I understand this is your art and your passion, but this is also a business. It's also got to be done at some point. It's got to be done at some point. That's the other thing, right? Like artists. Often, I mean, if it's also an artist, nothing's ever, times, it's not nothing's done. Ever That's the other thing. Nothing's so, ever finished, right? Sometimes so you like, need that guy to yeah. say all right, it's done. This is, this is it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but I, I would say as an artist, you want to perfect something until you feel comfortable with it, but you're right, right? Like you're not, when you're working under different time constraints, it's like, it looks good enough. And look, there's plenty of things I'm working on today that if I showed you, you'd be like, that's amazing. And I would point out every single problem with it. That's not right. You're that's right. Not, yeah. That, that, that trailer, I see every issue in it. And this, this is why I struggle when people ask me, do I like to watch the movies that I work on? The answer is a hard no. If it wasn't for people in my life asking me to watch the things that I work on because you spend so much time and they go, well, we want to see what you've basically been spending 80 hours for the last year doing. Yeah. And for me, it's like, I'm going to see all the problems. I'm going to see you ever all watch, the issues. You ever watch it with someone and they'd be like, huh, that took this much time, huh? Oh, okay. Well, well <laughs> one of the first things that you learn when you're an artist, right? Because like, let's say, you know, there's... Let's say there's 2,400 shots in a big blockbuster movie, right? So if you think a right. shot, for those of you who don't know the lingo for film, every single time there's a cut is <laughs> basically a shot, right? So anytime the camera changes or, you know, in a movie, that's like, for example, gravity, that whole first scene, no cuts, right? So that's basically one big long shot that I'm sure they broke up into pieces to actually make shots of it. But as far as the, the viewer is concerned, that's all one shot. Hmm. So normally, right, I would say your average shot is maybe two seconds, in a big action film, right? Because it's big cuts to action. It's explosion and gunfire and then this thing and then that's happening. And Especially in superhero movies, right? There's people jumping around and punching each other and this, that, and the other. And so, like, you know, two seconds. So I, it's, it's probably a little short. Maybe three seconds, right, is maybe your average shot length. So three seconds, that's like, that's like 75 frames, right? That's me keeping a little short. But 75 frames, 24 point whatever, whatever. If it's a 24 FPS movie, if it's 48 FPS and maybe it's a little longer, three seconds in a movie goes by really quickly. So as you're sitting here looping this thing over and over and over again for what you're trying to put together, you're like, man, that doesn't look right. Let me step through this frame by frame by frame. You see it in a movie in the context of the film? It's gone in three seconds. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. And you're like, man, I spent all that time for that. <laughs> like... Especially when you're an artist, like when you're just like, I yeah. get a handful of shots in the movie and it's a big movie and there's 60 people next to me doing kind of the same thing. And it goes by in a second. But I've learned when you're supervising a movie and you're looking over stuff and you get the whole picture, like watching the end of Apes for me was a struggle. Because I'm just like, oh, this is all the stuff that I was in charge of. And I know all the problems with it, even though everyone did an awesome job, right? All the artists put their heart and soul into it. But we totally ship stuff that's like, well, this is what we have. We got to get it out. And you're just like, oh, but one more pass to make it. Nope, we need it. We're going to do it. And you look and you're just like, oh, could have been better. Oh, 
and then sometimes you watch and you go, oh, that's not as bad as I thought. That that looked great. That looked awesome. So like, it's just a, it's the artist struggle. It's what I consider it because I'm just like, you're never going to be happy with something that you directly create yourself. Like you just won't. Like it's a it's a labor of love. So you love it, but you're just like, mm, could have done a little better there. Oh, could have spent an extra week on that. Or oh, that's not exactly right. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna have trouble with the next movie that comes out because I know all of the problems with it, and it's gonna be hard when everyone else is like, but it looks amazing. You're just like, yeah, but could have did this. Could have did that. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know to tell you. I think it looks. I think trailer looks great. <laughs> I think uh, cool. all your all your movies are great. There you go. How's that? I mean, look, Rampage surprised me because there was some stuff in there. I was like, it's oh, great. man, that can't look good. But it, it looked good. It looked okay. Now, again, when you go back and watch some of this stuff, you're like, oh, okay. You know, technology's changed. We've come a long yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but look, a lot of it is towards that you got to give direct, you know, directors and cinematographers and those people credit because really, you know, we're just adding to, to their framing. We're adding to their idea for making the movie flow. Visual effects normally won't save a bad movie. There, there's an exception, right? Like I know a lot of people like Sucker Punch as a movie. That movie, yeah. as far as like a storytelling point, it's a mess. mess. Absolutely. But the visual it's effects a, in that movie are super cool. It's a long music video. Yeah, but it's the mu- The visual effects are super cool. That's probably one of the things I point to the most. That I go, yeah, movie wasn't great, but man, when you watch it, you're just like, well, that's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, all right, I like that. That was that was dope. Um, but normally, right, like if your movie's not good, visual effects won't save it. Like it won't yeah. won't fix your your poor script. It won't fix your bad acting. It won't fix your no. poor camera, your poor lighting. It just adds to it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, we'll talk about uh we could talk about some more of that later. But for now, I got two stories. righty. They're kind of quick, but we're gonna spend our time in good old America. Okay. Land of the free. Yeah. Normally I'll give you a list uh, in order, but I'm going to, I'm just going to straight up give, I'm going to go and I'm just going to choose because there's only two. Here we go. Reading from CNBC. Actually, both of these are going to be from CNBC, but this is from the business. So they guys did this thing called uh, America's, they do this thing called America's top states for business. Okay. And Mm -hmm. they have a separate article based on the various conditions they make, which says these 10 states are America's worst places to live in 2022. Wow, states. And this was updated just about 24 hours before this recording. So here's a key point. In this area, in this era of severe worker shortages and unprecedented mobility, employees are demanding great quality of life in the state where they work. Half of business executives surveyed agree it is important to do business in states with inclusive laws. CNBC's annual America's top state for business study considers multiple measures of the quality of life, health, and inclusion. So those are the factors. I'm going to skip through all the rest of this jargon here, but basically think about it in terms of quality of life, health, Mm -hmm. and inclusion. Yeah. (laughs) So the three things you just said, the first state that comes to my mind is Mississippi has none of those. All right. So Mississippi (laughs) is actually not in the bottom 10 and they get this little blurb of each one of these. So you want to guess some of these? And yeah. Then, so I'm, I'm going to start south. Right, here we go. Right? Like I'm okay, going so to start I'll, in the south. We'll, we'll yeah. call that a mulligan. What I'll say is I will let you choose. You get mm-hmm. three strikes. Okay? okay. So you could guess. And then when you get three long wrong, I'll just fill in the gaps. Okay. Okay. So so, so, so not counting not counting Missouri. A, okay. So so you gave me a you gave me a a mulligan. mulligan. So I, I That's get, right. I'm, I'm back at the T. I get another shot. That's right. Florida. 
Florida is not in the bottom 10. Oh, strike one. Yep. Strike one. Man. Uh-huh. Uh, what's another state? Now, let's start, like, let's go to maybe, like, South Dakota. Now, actually, if you're if you're curious where they go, so I can, um, so, okay, so you guessed, the first one you guessed was Mississippi, right? Yes. That was number, sorry, there's so many damn columns here. Uh, Mississippi, that was number 33. Wow. Okay, so I was awful on that. That wasn't like it was number like 12. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if if you're going by, so that's that's like from the from the best to the worst, it was 33. Yeah. Okay. So it's like it's in the bottom half. Florida, sure, but yeah, Florida would have been number eleven on this list. Oh, oh, so <laughs> close. It's number thirty nine. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so like, I'm not completely off, but I, no, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. You're still, I'm you're thinking, still working in the bottom half. Yeah, I'm thinking like like places that like don't have a lot of things going on, which is why South Dakota is is a tricky one because I don't know much about South Dakota, and maybe there's a big farming industry and everyone's making a bunch of money and they're happy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move away from that region of the country for now. Okay, and I'm gonna go towards an area that I think maybe is a little worse off, and I'm gonna say South Dakota. South Dakota. South Dakota is number twenty-seven on this oh. list. Oh, so, two strikes, man! I, I guess I'm. I'm now yeah. intrigued to hear this list. So I get one more shot here before you just tell me enough. And you but honestly, when I tell you them, you're going to be like, "Okay, fair. Yep, that's also. Um, yep. I, mm-hmm. There's yeah, a lot. Of, there's a lot of states where you're just like, "Yeah, Jesus, I don't want to go there." Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, New Mexico. Okay, you got one. Yes. You got one. All right. In the list of 50, it's number 44. So this would be number okay, seven. So. If you want the blurb on New Mexico. Yes. Hang on. Just going here. Bounce between tabs here. Okay. The land of enchantment, did not know that's what it was called, is cursed by crime. The second oh, highest Jesus. violent crime rate in the nation, according to FBI statistics. Only Alaska is worse. That's on account because like just not a lot of people there. Like so, it's a little yeah, weird. Yeah, and like skewed. Alaska's are not a good like. It is, I'm assuming Alaska's there, right, on the list, just because Alaska's full of problems. No, Alaska's okay. not here. That's not my guess. I just said it. Because I know. You yeah, said yeah, the yeah. Name. yeah. Well, you tricked me in giving you a free guess. In her <laughs> 2022 state of state of the state address, Governor Michelle Luan Grisham made a made a business case for tackling the problem. "Quote: If we want to keep our economic moment, if we want to keep our economic momentum." We have got to get crime under control and quote, it's life, health and inclusion score, which is all these will have is 101 out of 325. Wow. It's strength. This is what they also have. They also have strength and weaknesses, strengths, voting rights, weaknesses, okay. crime, air quality and health. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the level of blurb you could expect from these. All right. Huh, keep the, going. The air quality is bad. Huh. I wouldn't have figured that from them, but makes sense yeah. okay okay um i well, think a lot temp- like a lot of oil fields things like that probably like burning shit in the air yeah know. probably yeah, making that up <sighs> okay so i got one more guess here no you have as many guesses as you want until you until you get the strike oh so wait so so my strikes are clear then i'm good i got no 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 left. you guys you still have one strike left but i'm saying yeah, like, so, so i mean you... if, I, if i get this wrong then i'm done then you're gonna read them yeah all. then i'm just gonna yep mm-hmm. that's right okay <sighs> so i know you're just thinking of states at this point. You're just like I am. Yeah, I'm trying to think of county. where, and I'm thinking of region, right? Like I'm thinking like Oklahoma. I'm thinking about some mm-hmm. of those areas, but there's like big oil money in those areas, right? And yeah, but we're not talking about generally. dollars. This is this is a specific category for quality of life. 
So then, all okay, you need to then think like about. quality of life in. And I'm trying to think. Like I'm really surprised that like Mississippi. I guess Florida and stuff. You're close to the water, right? It's like quality of life. Like there's wildlife. Yeah, and there's, stuff some, there's some there's some positives in Florida. Now, I, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go out. Uh huh. On the state I grew up in. Oh. But you know what? No, scratch that. I'm gonna go to yeah. the state that everyone from Michigan hates, Ohio. Okay. Ohio is number twenty nine. Duh. Um. And <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this. This is not going to help what you just said because Michigan on there <laughs> was a one, two, three, four-way tie for 29. And that was between Utah, Ohio, Michigan, and Kansas. Okay. <laughs> so, right. so I guess all the, rivalry, the, the rivalry continues. The rivalry, um, again, they put them together. So they said, we just Michigan and Ohio and fight anyway. So just put them together and they can't fight about it. They both yeah. suck. <laughs> okay, so now going down the list from 10 being the worst, 10 being the best, 1 being the worst. These are the top 10, according to CNBC Business, the worst places to live in America. Okay. Number 10, Nevada. Okay. With only, yeah, with only about 400 licensed child care centers in a state with more than 3 million people, Nevada is one of the worst states for access to child care at a time when it's desperately needed. Also, the desert air is far from clear in the state's most populous areas, according to the American Lung Association. Didn't know that was a thing, but I guess it checks out. Residents of Clark County, home of Las Vegas, endure more than three weeks of high ozone days per year. So the 2020, so the, their score was 110 out of 325 points. It also always has, but this is for all of them. It says top grade, top states grade F. Like, of course, like, of course, they're all going to be an F strengths, voting rights, inclusiveness, weaknesses, child care, air quality. Number nine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tennessee. Okay. The sure. Volunteer state. Didn't know it was called yep. the volunteer state. The Tennessee volunteers is the name of the University of Tennessee football team of their sports teams. The volunteers. It's kind of lame. It is kind why of why is why that's an awful name for a sports team. What are you, what are you volunteering for? Yeah. Oh, cool. So you're not you're not pros. You're just a bunch of people who are like, we feel like playing today. Yeah, you just show up. Let's play. We feel like playing a game. The volunteer state has notched some impressive economic development victories lately, like a major Ford electric vehicle facility, getting lots of new residents in the process. But those workers are moving to a state that is chipping away at inclusiveness. The state has passed a series of laws aimed at the LGBTQ community, including a transgender sports bill this year that the human rights campaign calls, quote, discriminatory, unfair and unnecessary, end quote. They have a score of 108 out of 325. Of course, they Mm -hmm. also have an F. Their strengths are childcare and air quality, and their weaknesses are inclusiveness and crime. Huh. Okay. So there you go. Number eight, Indiana. Indiana is one of those states that I often forget exists. I mean, it's very it's very similar to Ohio and Michigan to me. So yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. But yeah, yeah. Access to licensed child care centers in Indiana is among the worst in the nation, according to Child Care Aware, Child Care Aware of America. And the state spends a mere seventy six dollars per person on public health. Jesus Christ! According to the United Health Foundation, that too is among the worst in the nation. They get a score of 102 out of 325. They still have an F. Strengths, crime rate. Everybody's nice in Indiana. Weaknesses, yeah. child care, health resources. $76 per person. Wow. Cool. I don't think I've ever been to Indiana. I have been to Indiana a lot. <laughs> Why? 
close to Michigan. Oh, okay. What do you? The people that but, went to University of Indiana. Oh, that's true. I guess that's yeah. Because that's, that's why a lot of people go to a lot of people between Ohio, Indiana, and Illinois. You know, mm-hmm. midwestern states. Yeah. Number seven is New Mexico. We covered that. Number six. Yeah. And you know what? I, I should have guessed that from like industrial states for like air quality, but continue. Yeah. Number six, Louisiana. Oh, it was on my list. I was gonna I say figured, Louisiana. I thought and you Mississippi. Were gonna give me this one. Mississippi yeah. scared me off. It scared me oh, off. Interesting. You wanted to get out of that. You want to get out of the Yeah, uh, I wanted, I had to, and I said Florida, right? I went the other way when I should have yep. gone because if Alabama's gonna be on this list, I'm gonna be real upset that Mississippi isn't. So but continue. Louisiana, yes. Yeah. Louisiana is America's unhealthiest state, according to the United States Foundation. Yeah, Would you agree? Fattest state. <laughs> the nation's it's always, third highest well, cholesterol miss, level. Mississippi's the, number one for fat yeah, states. So I'm shocked the, Mississippi's not on there. Yeah. And the fourth highest rate of premature deaths. According to FBI statistics, the violent crime rate is among the nation's highest. I didn't realize Louisiana was so crime riddled. Anyway, it gets 97 out of 325 points in F, of course. Strength. Health resources, weaknesses, health, crime, voting rights. So the bad news is you're probably unhealthy. Good news is we got the resources to help you out. <laughs> yeah, keep you alive. Much. Yeah, not for we'll a long time, but for a little while at least. We're investing. We're investing in our people. <laughs> Dollars per pound. We are killing it. <laughs> Five, Missouri or Missouri, right? That's how those. That's how they say it over there, right? Missouri. 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 This year, Missouri grudgingly agreed to join 45 other states and allow early voting beginning with the general election in November. But the same bill scheduled to take effect after the state's August primaries outlaws most mail-in voting and adds a deeply controversial voter ID provision. So they get an 89 out of 325. Their strengths are childcare. Their weaknesses are crime and voting rights. Is there a lot of crime in Missouri? I guess so, right? Missouri's got St. Louis. It's got Kansas City, right? Those are two pretty big cities that I would assume have have a bit of crime in there. Yeah, I'm not surprised by it. Can we all just get along, man? Number four. Now, you said South Dakota, right? Is it North Dakota? South Carolina, different South State. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that if Florida is there, South Carolina, because South Carolina's got Myrtle Beach, it's got some coastlines, but there's probably a lot of factories and probably not a lot of voting rights. <laughs> yeah, hey, Carolina. yeah. You want to guess any of the other? You got voting rights. That's one of their weaknesses. Yeah. Here we go. With 2.19 hospital beds per 1,000 residents, according to Becker's Hospital Review, the, Palme- the Palmetto State? I don't know what that means. Yep. What yeah. does that mean? Palm- there's a palmetto bug that is the most terrifying roach ever. Oh. Um, they fly okay. and they're huge. Why would you name this, your state after this? They should be on this after list just this for that After this terrifying alone. bug? Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> is that really what it is? Yeah. The palmetto the pal- bug. I think it's a tree, actually. Um, but normally, the palmetto yeah, bug, I, I, I believe, <sighs> likes that tree. But yeah, the palmetto bug. Look up that bug. It's a giant roach that flies. It's terrifying. They had these all over Savannah oh, where I went to school. Gross. And they fly, and they're huge. And they will come after you. It's like a roach with a mission. Yeah, I believe I think, a palmetto is a tree, though. I think there's a palmetto. Yeah, tree. I think I think they're talking about the tree. Yeah, definitely talking yeah. about the tree, not the bug. Yeah. But that's yeah, because if you see the tree, the palm the tree, tree. You know, you know exactly what you exactly yeah. know. You're like, oh yeah, it's a palm I feel tree. like if I go to South Carolina, I'd see those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they finish near the bottom for the healthcare resources, and the state ranks 44th for access to clinical care, according to the United States Health, the United Health Foundation. So they get 83 out of 325. Still enough, their strength is air quality. 
Your weakness is voting rights, health resources, and crime. Guess there's some dangerous parts of South Carolina. Wouldn't think. Oh, that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. There's, yeah? Some, there's some crime in there's some crime in South Carolina. Oh, fair enough. All right. Number three, Oklahoma. You said Oklahoma, didn't you? When you were. And I, and I, and I didn't pull the trigger. Man. You knew. It was a rough, yeah. rough go for me. Mm-hmm. That happens. Okay. This would have been a rough round of family feud. I should have actually played into that. Good answer. Good answer. But I knew all, you know, what I can do. Yeah. Oklahomans are not big on taking care of themselves, according to United Health Foundation data, which show they are among the least likely to exercise or even eat fruits and vegetables. How do you get that data? <laughs> just look at people's plates and be like, mm, mm, yeah. mm. Mm. oh, no veggies. No veg- oh, this person just ate the steak and just left the broccoli behind. The state is also among the worst for adults without health insurance and child and childhood vaccines. Hospitals have spent much of the COVID-19 pandemic under stress, according to data from the Commonwealth Fund. They get 79 out of 325. Strengths, this is fun, no metrics in the top 50%. <laughs> so therefore... Based on the metrics they have, they are weak in all all four of these: health, health resources, voting right, and inclusiveness. That's, mm-hmm. I guess, their worst scoring things. So I thought childcare, yeah, childcare could also be on the list, but that, I guess, that was okay, <laughs> not the worst. Number two, this one, you're gonna be like, God damn it, Texas. Number two, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I messed this list up. Messed it up. Should have been like, yeah, I should have got Texas. Yeah, that was, a, that was a gimme. Yeah, skilled workers are still flocking to Texas despite long-standing quality of life issues, according to census data. The state ranks number three for net migration of college-educated workers behind Florida and Washington. But when they arrive, they are finding limited childcare options, a stressed healthcare system with the highest rate of uninsured, new curbs on voting rights, and few protections against discrimination. And it doesn't say this, but your one of your senators is Ted Cruz. So that sucks. <laughs> uh, their score was a 72 out of 325. Again, their strengths, no metrics in the top 50%. Weaknesses, childcare, health resources, inclusiveness, and voting rights. Yeah. Number yeah. one. This is where you start to. Do you want? I'll give you another guess for number one. And I'm going to. Now that I've got a couple of these examples. I don't think you'll get it, but I'd like to give you a chance. Think about I don't think it. I'm going to get it either. Just tell me. Just tell me. Arizona is number one. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Arizona. I'm surprised by that. Yeah. Given it's a that dry- I've been to Arizona, and it's a lovely yeah. place. <laughs> it's a dry heat, the Grand Canyon State saying goes, but it leads to some of the worst air quality in the nation, according to the American Lung Association. Maricopa County, home to Phoenix, endures 39 high ozone days per year. That puts more stress on an already poor healthcare system, short on hospital beds and staff. The state spends just $79 per person on public health, among the country's lowest. Arizona offers stunning natural beauty and top-notch cultural and recreational attractions, but that comes at a stiff price in America's worst state to live in. They get a 67 out of 325. They get an F, of course. No metrics in the top 50, and their weaknesses are air quality, health resources, inclusiveness, and crime. The problem is, like with you, when you think about the ozone days, there is nothing you can do about that. Well, again, I'm living in a I'm living in a country where the ozone layer apparently where that hole was, right? Like I remember, do you remember like in the like the late 90s? Oh, yeah. Especially like watching like Nickelodeon. 
And they'd yeah. be like, there's a hole in the ozone layer. And then they just kind of stopped talking about it. Because apparently the hole is like kind of fixed. But yeah. you will get sunburned down here in New Zealand and Australia. I think New Zealand and Australia have the highest rates of skin cancer out of any other oh. countries. Because the, the sun down here is so... And again, you've been to New Zealand, especially Wellington, right? There's not a lot of really sunny days. But you still get sunburned even through the clouds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, Arizona as well, right? Like my 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 parents live there, be, um, you know, part of the year because it's a great place to retire. But um, the schools are awful. Like apparently yeah. the schools are terrible. <laughs> um, so so yeah, that alone will will sort of do it when it's like oh yeah, like the 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 schools are terrible, and it's not a great place to raise a family, but it's maybe a great place to retire because you know you don't get snow, you don't get a lot of crazy weather, you just get heat. Yeah, and that you can probably live with when you don't have to expect for your kids to be able to go to school and not get hurt. Yeah, I like uh, the Lewis Black quote about the ozone layer, where he's like, "It because this was also I think from his special in the '90s or something, early 2000s, where he's like, it's absolutely stupid. He's like that we live without an ozone layer. We have men, we've got rockets, we've got Saran wrap. Fix it. <laughs> yeah, quality classic Lewis Black. <laughs> so there you go." Worst states to live in, according to CN, CNBC. Now, the, the next thing. Oh, by the way, if you want to know the best, but where's the fun in that? So therefore, we focus on the worst. But the top lists, I'm just going to burn through these top 10. Mm-hmm. Vermont, Maine, Hawaii, North Dakota, Minnesota, Washington, Nebraska, Oregon, New Jersey, who are tied for eighth, and Iowa, number 10. Alaska was number 11. So it's a good thing you didn't choose that one. You would have looked silly. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. Those are the best places to live, apparently. What? Um, yeah. Like, and, and I'm surprised that, I mean, and I'm assuming that's going to change, right? Like green energy and some of those things. Like some states, like Pennsylvania, used to be big. I bet you, you know, 20 years ago, Pennsylvania's quality of life was probably awful big steel towns, big factory towns. And I'm sure that over time as they've changed industry, you know, kicking and screaming that they'll become better places to live because they'll, they'll find new ways of producing goods that don't involve burning fossil fuels, which will help with the air quality at least. Yep. Indeed. Uh, I just quickly looked at New York where I live, obviously, and they're number 30. What the hell? I just had the, damn it. Just had the list here. Uh, New York is number 19. Yeah, okay. And yeah, the biggest their uh let's see, their worst score was because of cost of living, which got a two. Yeah, because 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 all because of New York City. Like any other place yeah. in New York's probably not that expensive to live, I but yeah. Guess, New York City is, uh, I think yeah. taxes, there's also like pretty high taxes in New York, I think, for yeah. Where's to California other in this list? Uh for quality of life. Let's see here. Because I feel like California's one of those places that you might think is good quality of life. But, you know, a lot of people that live in California, big state. 26. The 26 okay. list. So it's about middle of the pack. Yeah. Their worst score is also is cost of living. It's three. Yeah, it's expensive. Um, access to capital, 49. Their best attribute is the workforce, technology. I don't know what these points are out of, though. Um, but, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I like these kind of lists. Kinda cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Oh, they, they do things on an A to F scale, so that's cool. So California basically got Fs in cost of living, business friendliness, cost of doing business, 
life, health, yeah. and inclusion, they get a C minus. That was yeah. the high, the high right taxes there. for that, right? That's what. Yeah. That's what's killing California. You got to pay for you got to pay for your your fair share of taxes. That's right. Your business. So. Yeah. So, there you go. Now, speaking of Texas, which we were talking about a little while ago, I got a great story here. Now we talked about extensively at length Roe versus Wade. And this story is a now look, it's awful what's going on with that and the ruling and the, right? and the yeah. and the repercussions. But no, let's talk about Roe versus Wade. Oh, sorry. I thought you when you said um Texas, I was thinking of the school shooting. No, no, no. I'm, well the story will take place in Texas. So Yeah. But through darkness, sometimes you can find some very like cracks, some little peaks of sunlight. And this is this is one of those stories. Pregnant reading again from CNBC. Oh, no, this is just NBC News. Whatever. Pregnant Texas woman says unborn baby should count as car passenger after receiving HOV ticket. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. A pregnant Texas woman said her unborn baby should count as a second passenger in her vehicle after she received a ticket, citing Texas penal code in the wake of Roe vs. Wade's being overturned. Brandy Batone, a uh, 32 of Plano, was pulled over 29 was pulled over June 29th after she drove in an HOV lane or high occupancy vehicle lane. Lane. They wrote land. That's not what they meant. NBC Dallas Fort Worth reported. Batone was stopped by Dallas. County Sheriff's Department, which was looking for drivers violating the HOV lane rules. The HOV lane requires drivers to have at least one passenger in their car when they use the lane. When the sheriff's deputy told Batone about the rule, she said she did, in fact, have a second occupant in her car, her unborn baby. Quote, I pointed to my stomach and said, my baby girl is right here. She is a person. End quote. Batone told Dallas Morning News, which first reported the story. The officer responded that the rule applies to, quote, two people outside of the body, end quote. Batone, who was 34 weeks pregnant at the time, told the officer that with the overturning of Roe vs. Wade, her unborn child now was recognized as a living person. The U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Quote, and then I said, well, I'm not trying to throw a political mix here, but with every, I'm not trying to throw a political mix here, but with everything going on, this counts as a baby, end quote. Baton told NBC Dallas. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Baton told the morning news that the officer told her he didn't, quote, want to deal with this, end quote, and insisted that the law of HOV lanes require there be two persons outside of the body. Although the penal code in Texas recognizes a fetus as a person, it appears there's no language in the state to transportation department's code that recognizes a fetus as a person or a passenger representatives of the sheriff's department and the state transportation department didn't immediately respond to requests for comments deputies told batone if that if she fought the ticket it would likely be dismissed she plans to fight the 215 dollars ticket with the argument that her in utero baby should count as another occupant of her vehicle quote this is my blood boiling. How could this be? How could this be fair? According to the new law, this is a life. End quote. Batone told the morning news, quote, I know this may fall on deaf ears, but as a woman, this was shocking. End quote. What do you think? Pretty good. Pretty good on her. Bravo. Um, that's how you get equality. <laughs> because yeah. they want to force you to do so. Okay, cool. So that means I'm, there's two people in this car. I think it's a genius. And I think she's going to win. I think yeah. they'll change the law because you know what? With, with real stubborn people, when they want to believe in some BS, they'll go fine. 
we can, we'll give pregnant women a you know HOV lane priority. I mean, quite yeah. frankly, I'm surprised that that's not already a thing. To be honest, like pregnant women get to park in front of the store, they don't get to drive the HOV lane. Yeah, like I, I think I think she's. I'm glad she called them on their BS. I think they should make it a law. So maybe she's yeah. going to change the. Uh, she's going to change the or law. or reverse the other one and yeah, say exactly. or hey, give women the look, right to choose. Well, to well, which one is it? You can't have it both ways. You can't just say it's a it's a person when it's convenient to you. So which one is it? Make up your I make think up your regardless, mind. Regardless, regardless of that law, like regardless, I I would say we should separate the two. That women should still have the right to choose what they want to do with their bodies, but. They should also get HOV priority. Like, you know, do we value life or not? And I think if you value life, you'll give them uh you'll give them a little extra credit for being able to get to places a little quicker. Cause you never know, right? This might be needed to save a life. That's right. Who's to say? Yeah, who's to say? So yeah, good on her. I'm uh I'm hoping she wins. I'm rooting for her. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know if this is yeah. gonna be the end, if this is gonna keep people uh Keep people engaged as it proceeds, but we'll see what happens. What happens if they show well, up? They're like, "Yeah, it's dismissed. It's not a, it's not a ticket anymore." Then what do you do? I guess you just don't pay the ticket, but it doesn't solve the real issue. But you can't, but you can't escalate it. You can't escalate it. It's like that's the end of it, isn't it? Yeah, that's the end of it. And then it's you know like, you can no longer this. give a ticket. And yeah, but she's again, she's kind of saying with everything going on, I figured this was a good time to bring this up. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't actually solve the bigger issue, but she might get out of a ticket. And you know what? Huh. So be it. I'm not mad at her for that. No, me neither. Good for you. Good for you. Anyway, that was a short and sweet one. Yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, let's do some media therapy, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So I saw Thor. Thor 4. Mm-hmm. Thor 4, Love and Thunder. Yeah. People, I guess, don't like this movie. I That's what I why. saw as well. And it's but, just like, I'm like, but it's 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 kind of what... I figured you'd expect it to be, right? Yeah. So the average rating on Rotten Tomatoes is 68%. The audience score is 79%. Now, when you say people don't like it, it's like, oh, it got a the media B plus or A minus, And the yes. drop off is probably going to be stronger because I, but I also think the way that people are seeing this movie, like, I, and I didn't get this. I, I don't know. Maybe I just was in a different mindset, but they were like, oh, this is, this is pure comedy. I was like, is it? I don't know. The gore stuff did not play as a comedy at all. And that, that's and Christian Bale, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not going to spoil this movie, but I, I had a great time. I enjoyed it. Good. I'd say the, yeah, the biggest cool. problem with the, with the movie is that, and this is probably more to its comedic size and maybe what people were annoyed by, but there's like, it sets up stakes, but there's almost, and maybe I guess mm. there's a light spoiler, but there's, there's like zero consequences in any of this mm, movie, yep. which is fine because I, you know, not everything always has to be dark. Like we had, we had the Infinity War thing where we were killing people. Like we did that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, we're you, saving you, you the kill world, people every right? now We've and then, that. and you're watching these guys. It's like I don't want them to die, you know. So yeah, go ahead, keep it, keep it light, keep it airy, you know. I, you give me a few fake out deaths, that's fine with me. It's cool. Yeah. Because there was one moment where I'm like, holy shit, did they just do that? That'll be so, this is like going to drive me crazy if that's real. And then it's like, oh no, everything's fine. And it's uh, cool. Thank God. Um, yeah, I could not, I I guess I kind of knew subconsciously that Russell Crowe is in this movie playing Zeus. And yeah. <laughs> he is like, he is, 
you would I could not recognize him in this role. It was nuts. I feel like but I feel like you can't. I feel like recognizing Russell Crowe in general these days is hard. Yeah, he's a bit of a chameleon. <laughs> he really just, is. Yeah, kind just, of just because you've changed. got he's transformed a bit. Yeah. Oh, because it's not Russell Crowe from twenty years ago is not the Russell Crowe from today. Yeah, it's a different human being. You're right. He got. He, I honestly, when I saw him, I was like, "Is that John Goodman?" Like, I seriously thought it was John Goodman. Oh yeah, he's 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 a little heftier he, now. He looks like John Goodman as Zeus. Yeah. You tell me he doesn't look John Goodman esque. Because I was like, man, John Goodman lost some weight and is playing Zeus. This is awesome. I don't think John Goodman's in the MCU, but that's got to be temporary, not, right? Not yet. Yeah, yeah, not yet. At this point, anyone who asks is going to get there, right? Like, that's where we're headed. It's like, yeah, you want to be in a Marvel movie? Hit us up. And you're famous? I mean, Christian Bale is in this movie. Like, that alone. I know. Like, all right. Like, that's, he's, a, he's an actor. I mean, he Even really Cumberbatch, is. right? Cumberbatch is in this in in this yeah, universe. The batch, yeah. And you'd be like, really? Like, what's he doing around? But yeah, Marvel gets everybody at this point. Um, but or, overall, you know, for now, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, yeah. But overall, I I enjoyed it. You know, Taika doing what he does. I'm kind of bummed look, that I think a lot of people. Kills- he yeah. killed that that woman who's in all of his movies. You know that bigger the the woman who oh, is the, the uh, cop in yep. the Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah, what is her name? Yeah, yeah. Because she's awesome. She was awesome in Ragnarok, but they killed her, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, like I because I I would love to. I mean, she's always great, but dude, there there are some great gags in this movie that are just so funny, and I I really like what they did with the whole arc, and I and the movie is actually gorgeous. Like a lot of this thing looks incredible. Like when they're on this. That like that whole scene in black and white that looks like kind of like Sin uh, Sin City esque. That whole sequence is is amazing. Yeah. Like he does some really cool Rachel stuff. House is the name of the actress. Um, she is of Maori descent, I believe. She's yeah. from Auckland, so she's from around here. She's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So she obviously doesn't come back because she blew up in Ragnarok. But you yeah. haven't seen it, right? You haven't seen Thor. No, I'm not. But I obviously am aware of what's in it. I have seen yeah. the images. Um, and yeah, it looked like a looked like a the the ending was what we worked on, I believe. Um, okay. There's a I, I know what the twist is at the end. Um, yeah. Kind of the twist, but I know what the big third act kind of thing is. I've I've seen it multiple times. Um, so yeah. yeah. And I, I actually think they did a pretty good job of not spoiling a lot of the plot here. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I think between that and what they did with um, Multiverse of Madness, they're actually doing a good job of. You got to commend Marvel for not like spoiling their movies like they, you think you get a lot in the trailers but they they like keep just enough mm. they keep like enough context hidden so that you don't really know what's going on it's like yeah you're gonna have these kind of cool hype moments but yeah. the context really does elevate them and you're not really sure this the true story you're gonna get so you know obviously yeah. you got um you know you got natalie portman playing thor in this one and you're like but you never know why. And then, but the why is like, that's the story. And you're like, oh, okay. This did not expect this, but it's, uh, I thought it was well done. I liked it. Haters going to hate. Then go fuck themselves. That's right. I said it. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I always get right. so aggressive with that. Yeah. I don't know why you get so aggressive either. I don't think anyone asked for that, but you know what? Fair enough. I'm just, I'm t- right. You know what it is? I'm tired of negativity. All right. All right. Fair enough. So I'm going to, I'm going to project my own negativity on the people who are being negative. It's like, just like a thing. All right. Okay, cool. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all, right, all right. I'm with you. All right. Yeah. Saw Miss Marvel too. That that's over. That ended. Okay. I I didn't I didn't get through all of that. I got to 
where they're in Pakistan. I finished that episode, and yeah, um, that was the penalty. I was kind of like, right? I was like, okay, cool, we're doing yep. stuff. Yep. Um, it's, and that's kind of where I think I kind of left. To be honest, it was kind of it after that. It's I good. Mean, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's yep. good. But Great. it's just, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Yep. Definitely at a. Uh, somebody said there's like, I, I think I read there's like now a hundred hours of marvel content marvel i'm like content. okay so like if you with watched the, all of it these shows 100 hours of yeah yeah like with these shows that just pile on the hours but you know what's interesting yeah. is i watched the last episode of falcon and winter soldier after i watched mm-hmm. the last episode of miss marvel and i was just like i i just like that more i don't know what it is i guess like i did not like miss marvel i thought it was good um i enjoyed it i still think though that it suffers by budget restraints because the first episode is so good. And yeah, and then you can you just can sort tell, of tell that just after that it's kind of like, okay, yeah. we've got to fill we've got to fill 7 or 6 more episodes of this. Yeah, the director basically tried to be Edgar Wright and it all felt kind of Edgar Wright light basically because of budget and because of just you're not Edgar Wright. So yeah. when you have these moments where you know in the fi- in the finale when there's there's a bunch of people here and there's like, "Hey, you're here too. What are you? What are you doing here? It's almost yeah. identical to that sequence in in the bar in Shaun of the Dead, uh, where they're yeah, sitting yeah. down having that talk, and then obviously the context is completely different. But you know they keep panning the camera. It's like, oh, you're here. Yeah, I come here because of this thing. And then they turn around and someone's at the pool table. It's like, oh, you've been here. How long you've been here? Oh, well, we've been here the whole time. Oh, wow, interesting. Like that exact thing happens here, and it just doesn't. Yeah. That should be hilarious, but it's just not. It's just like, oh, oh, this is just the thing that happened. And you decided to shoot it like this. But it's cool. I thought the uh, I I like the characters. They're all fun. So I'll look forward to seeing them in more things. But overall, I thought it was just another. It was good. It was just another Marvel joint. Another Marvel, which isn't a bad thing. Like, and I think that's I, you know, I I, I don't want to rag on Marvel, but they have a formula. And I think Mm -hmm. that's okay because people really like the formula or they have. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think you should just completely blow up the formula because, you know, it's a little different or because you're like, you know, the formula works for setting up the universe. But I do think people are maybe getting a little fatigued of the formula, that there's not a lot of like, I think what really sold people on the whole in-game saga was that there became consequences for some of this. And the consequences now, given how much content there are and how many heroes there are, just don't seem to have the same stakes because you haven't built up like they're trying to build up some of the characters now right like they're trying to dive into more falcon and the winter soldier more than just hey this is part of captain america's thing right they're they're gonna do the same thing with she hulk right instead of being like hey it's just the hulk they're good they're doing it with thor now where they're trying to build out sort of the secondary level of the universe i mean black panther right chadwick boseman who's passed away they're now going to build out that universe and it's a lot. It's a lot of universe building versus building individual people and stories, right? Like you don't have a Robert Downey Jr. of this universe anymore. You got to build him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're going to, it's going to take some time, but everyone now can go, but oh, it's not like Iron Man. It's not like this. Before, there, there's nothing to compare to Iron Man. It was like, well, great. It's not Spawn. So awesome, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's what you had to compare before with superhero yeah. movies. Or it's not, it's not Christopher Reeves as Superman, right? Like, it's something new and it's got a little, it's a little edgier. But now that edge is not really edgy anymore, right? Because you've done it for the last twenty years. Yeah, 
So yeah, I mean, it's you know, Marvel they'll figure it out. They've got the money and the yeah. I don't. And to your and, point, yeah. nothing's bad. It's just like I I don't think any of this stuff is bad. Like even yeah. I'd say the lowest point was Eternals, and that was fine. I thought uh, that was okay. Like, I didn't think that was as bad as everybody said it was. I'm just like, okay, yeah. this is just like, like at, at this point we've talked about, it. it's just every, it, it's just a big soap opera and everything's another episode in the show. And I like these characters. I'm yeah. best in the characters, spent a lot of time with them. And until you do like something outlandish and really awful, like I, I don't see them really falling off this cliff. They are no. kind of skirting this weird territory where you're just going to have to completely, like, obviously you always have to suspend disbelief with, you know, with um, superheroes, with superheroes. <laughs> but the moment the moment you bring in this multiverse stuff, it's uh, it just leaves like I, too I thought many... they handled. Yeah, yeah, they handled time travel really well, I thought, yes. with Endgame. But the way they handled the multiverse thing, you're just like, OK, how are you going to how are you going to land this plane? And I, I hope they do. I just think but... there's too many characters. I just think you're reaching. Yeah. You know, like you're, it's kind of, I mean, Game of Thrones suffer from this as well. Or I think all universes suffer from this, right? You get really attached to maybe the five, six main characters of a, of a thing, yeah. right? And then as you start to sort of give consequences to those characters, you got to replace them with other people. And I think people enjoy the consequences from a storytelling point. But then they go, okay, well, now that this thing is gone, it's not so much that they're like, well, now I'm going to jump into this new thing. Like, I don't. I don't really know who it's the, like it's Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man is supposed to be, I mean, they kind of set this up through a bunch of these movies. It's supposed to be the, the leader of this next group, right? Just, just, just from a movie standpoint, right? Like Robert Downey Jr. kind of like at the, you know, Iron Man after Endgame, that movie yeah. is all about, Hey kid, I'm not here anymore, but you know, you're the, you're, you're next. You're the next up. Yeah. You could be the guy. Yeah. You, you're, you're the next guy. Right. But then mm-hmm. like, look at the stars around, like you've gotten rid of everybody for the most part, like Thor is the only one that's kind of left and you're kind of moving Thor out of the way too, kind of right. Like, it's, yeah, it's I just, guess. it's going to take I, some, t- it's going to take some time. Like if you're a big fan of this stuff, I think you need to, you need to wade through a couple of moon nights, which again, I thought moon Knight was great. That first episode was really fun. Yeah. But then it's like, you get five more episodes of being like, I didn't need five more episodes of moon Knight. I kind of happy with the origin story. Now let's start putting the pieces together and it said Moon Knight kind of dragged on. And then Miss Marvel kind of dragged on. And WandaVision drags on. Like, it just kind of drags on because you're trying to shove a lot of this stuff into, you know, you're trying to shove a lot of this stuff into a different format versus telling a really good story in a movie and then starting to bring all of this stuff together so I care about your universe. Like, Shang-Chi, like, we'll have a good, like, that, you know, I'm like, okay, that's that's a good universe I want to be in. Show me more of this universe. But that's probably about it as far as the new ones. Like, yeah. Do you care I mean, about Spider-Man, the Eternals universe? That doesn't count. Not really. But the weird thing no. about the Eternals universe is the thing that happens at the end of that movie that you worked yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. so insane that like how is that not in every conversation? How is that not acknowledged in every movie that follows? Yeah. Like it's so yeah. wild. But they're like, I, I, yeah, we're yeah. Doing, yeah, there's this, there's now this giant head sticking out of the ocean. Uh, yeah. why? <laughs> we're gonna talk about this. That there's like a giant hand and a head sticking out of the ocean now. Yeah, like, but that's them that trying happen? to add different timelines and you know ancients and some of the other stuff. I I just think that most people really care about six. I mean, look, this is why DC kind of keeps giving you Batman movies. 
mm-hmm. right? Because <laughs> they're just like, yeah, there's a lot of comic book heroes. And look, they're going to keep coming out. They're going to come out with more of these movies, right? Like Black Adam. There's another Shazam. You know, they're going to get the Flash. And they're going to start get, adding you more characters. But how many people would be happy if there was just a new Batman movie every year? And just keep telling the story over and over again with Batman. It's pretty straightforward. Like, hey, here's Batman. And here's the Joker for the fifth time. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Batman and the Joker, I'm in. Yeah. Right? Like, But instead, it's like Marvel is going to have a bit of... Marvel as a whole, their superheroes have always been kind of... Or their, their villains and their enemies have always been a little lacking. They've never really been like, oh man, you waiting for this? He-? Like, you know, Superman had um, what's his name? Lex um, Luthor. Lex Luthor, and had the whatever his name, General Zog, or whatever that dude's Zod, name. Zod, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Batman has his, you know, his his litany of heroes that you can put, you know, a couple of women, a couple of men. You know, the the Flash is just a guy that can run fast, but there's enough interesting stuff there, and all this stuff plays into that same universe where it's like Thor's a god. <laughs> yeah all right so yeah i don't know what people are expecting like i'm 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 hard on marvel but at the same time it's like they're kind of giving you what you want so you know if you're complaining yeah. about it now you should have been complaining about it five years ago when i was yeah you're kind of getting everything so i think you know I, I i don't really have too many complaints other than you know it's just kind of you know just another episode so yep. i will say that one going back to thor the it has two of so the the follow up there is like a follow up to that play that's in Ragnarok. Yes. So yeah. That that gag returns and is incredible and brings another cameo that is it's, it's like the best it's one of the best cameo moments of an MCU movie ever. And then the post credit scenes brings in another character and actor which I can only see as one person and we could talk about that later, but the uh, it, it, there's there's some pretty cool, like not even from a because I don't know who any of these characters are, but when you're bringing in some of these actors, you're like, oh, that's gonna be fun now that they're now that they're here. It's, it's just guys showing up and having a good time, you know. That's all you need. Yeah, that's why Tom Cruise movies are all good. Yeah, but, but if you time. also notice as well, right? Like Tom Cruise is a movie star, right? Well, yeah, sure. Like, 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 like he's an action star. Like, if you see Tom Cruise in a movie, you know you're gonna have a good time. Mm-hmm. Other than Robert Downey Jr., is there anyone that you're gonna walk into a movie and go, "I know I'm watching a Marvel movie that I'm gonna have a good time." Tom Holland is one of them now, right? Like between those two, I think since Ragnarok, Chris Hemsworth has become that guy. Okay, so yeah, he might be. So that's three. Um, I'd argue that Captain America was, but he's gone. So four right. out of the. Two out your of the boy, four. Your boy, Bucky. You love him, right? Everybody, you love and him. Again, Bucky, Bucky belongs on a TV show. <laughs> like, that's my point. Like, it, it, as much as I love Falcon, belongs on a TV show. Falcon can't hold a movie on his own. They're gonna. We're gonna find out. Captain America 4 is gonna be I, gonna be. I him. would argue that, and that's the that's the thing, right? Even Black Panther, I'd argue they should have just made Michael B. Jordan Black Panther, because that movie is not about Chadwick Boseman. That movie is about Michael B. Jordan. So even even something that like is probably one of their highest grossing films of all time, and it's no fault of Chadwick Boseman, it's just it was a much more interesting character, where Black Panther is a character, you're like, yeah, this is great, but at the same time, it's the universe. It's not like, oh, we're going to go watch Chadwick Boseman as an action star. He's a great actor, but he wasn't, he's not Tom Cruise, right? He's not a, he's not The Rock, right? Like, God knows what Black Adam is. 
other than Dwayne Johnson is a superhero who's shooting lightning. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's watch that. That's all you need. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, that's all you need. So, mm-hmm. No, you're right. But that's yeah. just – but I think that's okay. I, I mean, yeah, you, you, I didn't know, okay you didn't know. You're going to have to have that person step up. Like, that's what's cool about Chris Hemsworth being that guy after Ragnarok because nobody thought – like, did you? Did people really think going into Iron Man that Robert Downey Jr. was going to be the guy? No. Absolutely so not. And it's funny. And the reason why I bring this up is because I, I just went through – there's a great compilation of the Iron Man. The best part of Iron Man was when he puts the suit on, right? The first like, one? It, Wait, but the no, – the... Just all of them. The suit. Oh, okay. Period, right? That gag of Iron Man is by far one of the – it's still super cool to me. So I watched – there's a compilation on YouTube of someone playing all of all the times that he puts the suit on. Oh, okay. Right? Is, it, is this all Iron Man suit-ups? In all Iron Man suit-ups. That's it, the, that's the so video much, title? I'm yeah, looking it up. It's so much fun to watch. It just is because it's like this is, you know, like it's it's the whole process of Iron Man through the years of putting on this suit. It's like, yeah, that's an action star moment. The rest of them, eh. Like it just doesn't, you know, like we're at the point now where it's like, all right, like you got to start you, telling the stories, but uh, you know a guy yeah. who gives you a suit. <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah, I'm wearing the suit, I'm running around, but there's something. Yeah, like look, the I mean, it's no Iron Man is still my favorite movie of all of these movies because of just like there's something about that formula that they put together that was so well done that I think Marvel's going to have to spend the next ten years trying to recreate that, which is tough, right? It's real tough when you nail something so well. And that's why that's why the end game stuff was so powerful for a lot of people because you've kind of killed off the character who made all of this work. Well, that might be why the whole multiverse thing is the the multiverse thing may be their pathway to to reboot, right? Because yeah. you basically close something out with the multiverse thing, and then you just say, "All right, now that's the end of this, and now we're in a different universe, so we can still have Earth, we can still have all the same variables. Now they're just different." And you know, look, so you and, and bring, they've done so you it. You have a different Iron Man. You have a different thing. Like all happens differently. And, yeah, look, and they they've done it. Did it with Spider Man, and and they've done it in their own comic books, right? Yep. Like the fact of the matter is, we're going to get a female Iron Man, right? We, have, I mean, it's no secret. We already got a female female Thor. If you watch the trailer, there's a you know yeah, that's already right, there. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna get Gwen Stacy as you know being um whatever her character's Spider name Gwen. is. Spider Gwen. Yeah. Spider Gwen. Yep. So you're gonna start getting just different characters in it and you know a lot of people are gonna go i just want robert Downey jr because that was fun right it's like that's what i want i don't want all these other characters just give me this 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 was fun all right fair enough you don't like change it's fine i mean a lot a lot of people are gonna complain (laughs) because they don't like change i i think it's again like i didn't i worked on eternals but i i appreciate the effort from marvel like i appreciate them actually going you know i think we can do stuff a little differently let's try to do something a little a little different all right, cool. Uh, what about you? Any uh, you get a chance to watch anything? See anything? No, not watching a lot at all, to be honest. A lot of working, so not a lot of not a lot of content being consumed by me, other than the content that I'm creating. So, all right, fair enough. Yeah. Well, real quick, then I guess I could quickly run through some of these games I've been playing because I got some weird ones. Um, so I played through. I think I said I started playing through Cuphead, the DLC. Mm-hmm. There's uh, eight new levels in Cuphead you could play and finish those. They're great. It's awesome. That game's incredible. 
Yeah, it's good. And the, and Nobody. the art design. I tried watching that that cartoon. Not yeah. as fun. No. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. It was I again the design of Cuphead is cool. It's got the the old, you know, twenties, thirties racist cartoon look. That's still <laughs> enjoyable to watch. Yeah. But you know. Um yeah, I just couldn't get into it for some reason. Yeah. Well, the game is great. I feel like they're kind of boss rush mode. It's awesome. They it's it's as gorgeous as it ever. It's it's probably better looking now than it was like because you're just gonna get mm. better and better mastery of that. And the yeah. creative transitions that they have like a boss will always start one way and end another way if yeah. you, the first time going through you have no idea how it's going to go and it is sometimes it's grotesque sometimes it's it's but it's always wildly creative and yeah. i just got to commend them like studio md mdhr i think is what it's called they are incredible they're absolutely yep. incredible i i can't wait to see what they do next but like you think about this expansion which is like eight levels based on a foundation that already existed and this alone took like four years <laughs> like they uh they I, I don't know what they're gonna do next this is this is like something also that i i heard mentioned that is that i agree with like i i agree with it to an extent which is you can't you can't uh copy this like this style no like how do you copy this and if you do it, it's just always going to be an imitation unless it's as flawlessly executed as this like it lives and dies on its perfection, and this and this style, this art that they have is perfect. So, Cuphead, the delicious last course, which is a great name for it as well. Even the story is ridiculous. Like it's just it's just fun. There's like you're trying to bring your friend Miss Chalice back to life, and there's like this cookie that if you equip it, like it's basically as if you're eating this cookie, and then it basically swaps souls. So Miss Chalice, who's a ghost, is then playable. So there's a new playable character, and then swaps with somebody else so it's just got this kind of cute whimsical feel to it and mm. uh yeah looking forward to whatever they do with this next i don't know if there's going to be another cuphead if there is it probably won't be for another like five years minimum but i'm here for it i'm also here for seeing whatever they want to do next because these guys they got they got the stuff yeah um cool yeah i played through a game called ghost runner um this you what do they often say like the line how does the saying go with the line between love and hate you know being like it's a there's a fine line between yes yeah uh this game is basically proof that of that concept because i don't think i've ever wavered between love and hate of a game as frequently than i did with ghost runner this Mm. is a first person free running it's not a shooter because you can't shoot but it's one shot and you're dead. You got a sword. You go run on walls. You bounce around. Like I played this thing on PS5. Looks great. Plays great. I was thinking about playing it with a mouse and keyboard because of how quick movements you need. But there's also so many buttons. I was like, I don't know what would be worse. <laughs> Try to play this thing. It's like forfeit the the amount, like the easy access to keyboard of keys by going to something that I'm not as familiar with with a keyboard or get better precision with the mouse or do i stay on the console i stay with the console um this game could be infuriating does a bad job of describing certain systems but this game is also pretty damn awesome i was playing this at the same time as cuphead which is borderline masochistic because these are both hard these are both incredibly difficult games yeah and they both have that i never finished cuphead i got maybe past a second boss before i was like all right like this is just a little too hard they both have this compelling loop and i i really get into this loop when because i was talking to somebody they said oh you should 
you should play the Dark Souls games. I'm like the problem with Dark Souls and those Soulsborne games is that typically when you die, you go back and I have to just walk or yes. progress a certain amount of time to get to the actual challenging thing. The way that these loops become compulsive is that I'm thrown right into the difficult thing. Like no boss for yeah. Cuphead is longer than two minutes. Yeah. So I but know it, I it's not like you've got to go them. travel another 45 yeah. minutes to get back to that boss. You get right back into it where, yeah, you might spend, you know, five to 10 minutes getting past the first and second stage and you keep losing right. on the third one. But it's not like, OK, now I got another 45 minute journey just to get back to the thing that I was almost yeah. close to this time. Right. That's the yeah. problem with Dark exactly. Souls. Yeah. And I'm always engaged in the challenge. And I know that once I pass this two minute thing, it's over. Yeah. So even if I'm playing it for 30 minutes, one section you know i'm i'm always i'm always engaged constantly and the time just goes by yeah. cuz like one more time one more time one more time ghost runner is just like a series of those challenges but it's like platforming while dodging bullets and then slashing these guys it's like kill all these dudes get to this platform jump around like grind or like zip line across this thing and it's really cool really unique it's a little like mirror's edge but it's like infinitely faster <laughs> it's way more violent like you're chopping people in half um it's got an awesome cyberpunk world design that i didn't really expect going into it i didn't really have any expectations other than this game's supposed to be cool and i like mm. games that kind of offer this sense of mobility and yeah blew me away i really liked it they're working on a sequel so i guess i'll prepare for that one at some point because this like it was just like some of these challenges i'm like i've been doing I th- i'm like i think i've been doing this for an hour just the same 30 second loop for an hour and then at the end of every level they're like this is how many times you died I'm like i don't need to see that yeah, like don't don't remind yeah. me. And this, I'm done. And yeah, and the escalation of challenge, it's like, all right, here's how you dodge bullets in the air. It's like, great, got it. And here's one enemy to fight. It's like, cool. That took me five tries in itself. And in the tutorial. And it's like next level, here's three guys. And like two wall running things and and a platforming challenge. Oh, and they're gonna be shooting you with perfect accuracy all the time. Like, God, what is yeah. this? Like, what is this game? And the elation that you feel after you beat one of them is just, it's awesome. So pretty cool. And I think, uh, I don't really think the story gets enough respect. Is it kind of cliche? Sure. But I also thought it was, uh, it was fun the way it was told, just purely voiceovers, people talking to you. And it's just the, the amount of momentum that it has is, is very cool as well. So Ghost Runner, fun one. Yeah, cool. And then this last one is probably the weirdest one. Because, I, I mean, I'm still playing Nino Kuni on my Switch again. But I'm playing this game for the first time. I'm playing Final Fantasy 13, which came out in I 2009. Say, I got to remember which one that is. That's the one with uh, Lightning. So it came out on PS3 and 360. Maybe remember that they released three Final Fantasy 13s. This game is a trilogy. And I'm playing through the first one. It's on Game Pass. Okay, yep. I, I remember the I remember the design around this. Yeah. Just looking at some images. Yep. Did you play it? No. <laughs> okay. No. It's uh, It's really good. I really like it. I'm having a blast. And this game for something that came out in 2009, like two generations ago, no updates, no remasters, nothing. I'm playing this on Xbox 360 backwards compatibility on my Series X. And holy shit, this game is gorgeous. Cutscenes cool. are amazing. I mean, they, they always kind of, I'd say ever since Final Fantasy X, the cutscene work in Final Fantasy has been great. But even in game animations, character design is goofy as you'd expect for Final Fantasy. I mean, some of it might be like, why, why is this person here? Why did you do this? You're throwing a lot of information at me. But yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, Final Fantasy 13. 
I think uh, it's one of the more underrated games in the series, according to some people. So I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. And I did. And I'm enjoying it while I wait cool. for Stray, which is coming out this week. And I don't know how long it is, but I hope it's short enough that I can finish it before I leave for my trip. Because if you're not familiar with Stray, that's a game where you play as a cat in a cyberpunk. Yes, city. that's that's what I thought it was. Because I was like, is that the cat game where you run around is, as a cat? Yeah. And there's a, and there's a meow button. Of course there is. <laughs> oh, it's for PC. Oh, sweet. I'm just going to get that on my laptop then. Even though there you it's... go. Look at you. Even though it's quote unquote free on PlayStation Plus. But guess what? I'm not going to be by my console. So I think I'm going to just get this for PC. Cool. And I don't know what I'll play it, but I'm looking forward to playing this because this cat is adorable. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that before and I was like, oh, yeah. You know, sometimes the simplest ideas for games are the best. And playing as a cat, I think that's going to be a hit. <laughs> oh, it's it's going to be enormous. I, the funny thing is about, you say it's going to be simple. All I think about is how is this thing going to be animated as something that I'm controlling? And Because it's a yeah. realistic looking cat. Yeah, it's a cat. And animating a realistic animal. Animals animated in video games never look good. No. Like when well, they're playable. But think about it though. That's just because they don't dedicate much time to it. When is an animal right. ever a big enough character that you're like, great. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, play as this animal. It's not, but if you're kind of dedicating all your time on the animals, yep. Then it might look okay. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm hoping for. I look, I'm going to play it. I'm excited. I want it. Give it to me. Let me play as this cat with his, uh, with his, uh, tablet on his back or whatever's going on here. I don't know. Let's see what kind of trouble he's getting into. Yeah. Stray next week, but that's it. I got nothing else. So, all right. Let's, well, uh, look, let's wrap the this thing. Podcast up, might be hit or miss, but it's summertime, right? So mm-hmm. get out there, get outside, and enjoy yourself. Just wandering around. Yeah, exactly. Maybe find a we'll little time. Maybe <laughs> and and maybe if you find a little time, and you should just bring it up in conversation. People like, well, what's what's he's abroad? You'd be like, you don't know. Check it out. This this podcast it's on isn't on nearly enough for me to tell you about. But here it's it on, is. It's on iTunes. It's on Pod. It, it, now's the time to catch up. You've been always saying, man, I've been looking for something to binge. Well, here's like 200 hours of two dudes speaking. <laughs> it's not that many hours. Hey, well, there's 109. This is. is episode 109. And I'd say most of these go over well over an hour. Then we have the two hour one. So, yeah, I'd say this is closer to 200 than 100. Yeah. Okay. So you're welcome to that person. <laughs> um, until next time, which who knows when that'll be. But we'll try not to keep you waiting too long. Until then. Oh, shuck it, duck it now.